We can serve the God of money and get more money, only to become enslaved by it, unsatisfied with it, and think that the cure is more money. We can serve the God of significance and try to find that significance in a relationship with another person. And when that relationship fails, we think it logical to find value and purpose in another relationship. We can serve the God of success. And when that doesn't satisfy, we think we need more success. We can serve the God of approval, looking for acceptance from one place to another, constantly on the hunt for more and more. Will you take note of something right here with me? Idolatry leads to enslavement. Every time the people of God run to serve the gods of another nation, that nation ends up oppressing them. And yet, enslavement leads to more idolatry. Wouldn't it make sense for the Israelites to run far away from this false worship? But no, they stay engaged in it for 18 years. It's easy for us to see this and shake our heads, but we have the same foolish hearts as they do. Listen to what it says in Judges chapter 10, verse 6. The people of Israel again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals and the Ashtaroth, the gods of Syria, the gods of Sidon, the gods of Moab, the gods of the Ammonites, and the gods of the Philistines. And they forsook the Lord and did not serve Him. By now... We're not surprised that the Israelites have turned to serve the gods of the nation surrounding them. This is their M.O. But what is intensified in this scenario is the amount of gods they now serve, seven of them in all. And this could indicate the complete paganization of Israel. They have completely turned their backs on God, and He's nowhere to be found on their religious radar screen. They have completely taken in all the forms of false worship that they see in the countries that surround them. Instead of being a light to the nations, they have embraced their darkness and corruption. These people, the Israelites, in possession of the greatest theological system known to man, who have the most high and holy and gracious God as their God, who have experienced one generational miracle after another, tosses this God to the side like a nuisance and chases after the shiny, attractive, immoral gods of the surrounding nations, because those gods let them indulge their depravity. The text goes on to say, So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and He sold them into the hand of the Philistines and into the hand of the Ammonites, and they crushed and oppressed the people of Israel. For 18 years they oppressed all the people of Israel. Well, this is the first time since chapter 3 that God's anger at Israel has been mentioned. This is the first time that God has handed His people over to be oppressed by two countries. Each of these countries flanked the Israelites, one on the east, one on the west. They were being squeezed with oppression and harshness. There was nowhere to run and hide and escape. And then we take notice of the verbs describing Israel's condition. Crushed, shattered. Listen to the word of the Lord here in Proverbs chapter 9. Verse 9 says, Reprove a wise man and he will be wiser still. Proverbs chapter 26, verse 3 says, A whip for the horse, a bridle for the donkey, and a rod for the back of fools. The book of Judges is a demonstration of the latter. But which are you? The wise man hears a word from God, reads it in his Bible, hears a sermon, and is sensitive to the Holy Spirit's conviction. And that wise man will receive it, repent of sin, and be changed. 
But a fool can only be corrected by pain, by loss. Which one are you? As you pray today, please remember Sam Freeman and his family, our missionaries in the Philippines. Also, remember the English Life Word broadcast in Canada, South Africa, and the United States.